Hey up, Birdie Siders. Welcome back to XOXO, a Gossip Girl podcast. Yeah. All the whispering. Yes. I'm Amanda. I'm Kristen. And we're watching Gossip Girl episode by episode. We are indeed. So if you have not listened to the pilot, go and listen to it. It is our first episode because we are watching this episode by episode. (laughs) In order. Well, this podcast will still be here when you get back. Indeed, indeed. And today, we are, of course, then talking about episode two, The Wild Brunch. Ooh. (sighs) Do I love a good brunch? Oh, indeed. And this is the one thing that I feel like is very, maybe not specific, but it's really well done in New York, is that New York does brunch well. And this was before, like, brunch was a thing. It was always, like, a meal in life. But this was, like, before brunch became, like, Brunch, you know what I mean? Yes. Or, you know what? I almost wonder if, like, that's just our perspective because, like, when I was in high school, I didn't think of brunch as anything else. Maybe because we, like, couldn't drink. Because, you you know what? You're probably right because... Um, I'm sure, like, on Sex in the City and shows like yeah, that, like, I think definitely meant for at least breakfast, you know what yes, I mean? And yeah. probably had drinks. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. When did brunch become popular? Um, I think... I feel like it became popular with us because people started... Really getting into it, documenting it. Because, yeah, because you could take pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And also just, like, the fact that it suddenly someone thought of, why don't we just keep giving them mimosas? And it's a fixed exactly. price. Well, this is the question here. Are you a mimosa girl or a Bloody Mary girl? Oh, I'm a mimosa girl. Oh, I'm can't. on the opposite end. The I... spicier, the better. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like a salad, and I'm not here for it's it. It's great. Okay, here's here are the good things about Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. Is that, one, it's like a meal in a glass. This is true. You can put olives in there. You can, There are some places where they put crab in there, like all on the side. And yeah. bacon. Oh, my God. I had a bacon Bloody Mary recently. That was outrageous. Ooh, it was good. so good. I know I love it. I think it was just raised. That's like my mom's drink of choice. And so, like, ah. I hop on an airplane, and the first thing that I do is order one of those sons of bitches. Really? Yes. Yeah. I actually order white wine because I'm like a basic bitch. Do you? I no. do. You know what? I, I That's not a bad idea either, though, because, like, no matter what, white wine's going to be white wine wherever you order from. Exactly. Like, sorry, winies. I know a bunch of you are, like, rolling your eyes right now, but, like... Because sometimes, especially if I'm, because I get nervous on planes too. Like, and I don't want to be nervous on a plane and have the option of even thinking about spilling my red wine. Because I'm more of a red wine bitch. Yeah. So I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And also some red wines are just like, there's so much. Yeah. No, I'm not a red wine girl at all. You're not? You are? I'm a white. Sometimes they're too bold. And like when I'm especially nervous, I just need to be like comforted. Yep. I got you. I understand. <laughs> uh, so very relevant to brunch. Both of these drinks. Oh, yeah. So relevant. So relevant. I, I loved the sequence of them just like chopping the vegetables yes. and fruit and like making the eggs. Laying out that salmon. And like yeah. Kristen Bell's like voiceover exactly. talking about like scrambling an egg or two. Exactly. Like, oh, my God. We didn't even talk about this last episode. I also, Kristen Bell as the voice voice of Gossip Girl. An amazing gig, I'm sure. Incredible gig. Like, she does also just the best job, because I feel like somebody, if she, if that was done any more overdramatic than it already is, it wouldn't be believable. But she's, like, the perfect voice for it. The perfect, like, 
She, she just is gossip girl. She is. She like really. Her voice really embodies that snooty quality. Exactly. Yeah. It. Which is funny thinking about because like Kristen Bell is the mo- one of the most adorable humans I feel like that's ever existed. Sidebar: those commercials for those like uh, refrigerators oh, that she does yes. with her husband like give me life. I love I them so much. I think it's Samsung. Great advertisement. <laughs> You're doing well, Kristen Bell. Uh. You're doing well. But yeah, this episode. I really. First of all, let's just like talk general thoughts I guess about this episode how did you feel it is coming off of the pilot it is very much just like remember what happened in the first because so much happened in the pilot like first not only are you literally it's a pilot episode so you're how you have to be introduced to all these characters Mm -hmm. but like so many like I mean you find out like this huge huge secret that with like the Serena and Nate Sleeping a lot, a lot of secrets are uncovered first episode, expositionally and, like, in their real lives, yeah. So this episode is just really the aftermath of them all finding out, generally, so not all, yeah. but, like, most of them finding out this, like, really big betrayal. Yes, I totally agree. And I feel like this this episode kind of, like, almost just served to, like, recap and still really reinstill the, like, we are dealing with the elite here, people. Like, with the brunch, with the outfits, with the status, with the... I, ju- I felt like it was just trying to, like, really continually set that tone. Yes, um, like, this is a different world. world. This is a yeah. world that most people don't live in. Yeah, there's still a lot of, like, world establishments happening mm-hmm. like they I and I, I think it's also really important that they kept that really consistent because like sometimes you feel like you they put so much work and sometimes it's the opposite but they put so much work into the pilot that like then the following episodes aren't quite as like grand and that's never an issue with Gossip Girl no ever. oh my god so going off the episode I wrote my notes I literally wrote that I think I am Dan Humphrey in my dating life because <laughs> I am so fucking awkward especially Are you? yeah no I'm real awkward especially at goodbyes like <gasps> yeah. what do you do yep yeah like I I'm not I'm not a person who's gonna initiate no that anything. sequence was so great like so well done too that sequence of like replaying it where like the taxi stops he hits his head everything happens like and Serena's like what why'd they stop and then she looks and, and I feel like, like I feel like everybody's had either an experience on either side of that of like watching another person kind of like struggle in that moment or being that person in that moment because I've definitely I've definitely come off of like dates and whatnot where it's like the awkward goodbye it's always the weird one and like it, it's so, it's a great moment it's such a damn moment there was there was a time and this was this was recently oh no it's story time guys this is, okay so i was on a date and she and i we were like what we had to go on the same subway but like the opposite okay direction yeah so we're like in the subway station it is like the end of the night and it just like the goodbye kept getting, like, more prolonged and more prolonged. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't... I really did not think any thing was yes. going to happen. Yes. And then mid-blink, I feel, like, a face on my no! face. And I was like, oh, no. I, I literally was like, what? <laughs> Just, like, in the middle of the fucking F train platform. 
platform. Like, what Shut is up. happening? Oh, that's brilliant. Oh that is God. so brilliant. So, like, Dan, I, I, Serena had been there, and Dan, yeah, I am you. Like, I am you. It's happening. Oh, my gosh. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> give... The, Jenny plays the perfect sister in this moment, too, of, like, just totally... Like, totally making fun of him for it, but also them being supportive of, like, go make up for it. Like, go, yeah. like, go, go apologize while you can. Serena's the dream girl. If that's true, then, like, you gotta fix this. It's true. And yeah. in that lady's defense, it was fixed. We yes. like, <laughs> it's true. It <laughs> was fixed. We were able to fix that. We were able to fix it. Also, just, like, as a quick side note, this scene is the first time that we see the sliding door that separates Dan, Dan and, uh, and Jenny's room. I love it And so I wanted much. it so bad when I was watching. Like, oh, my God. It's the coolest, trendiest, most hipster thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. In my life. It's so amazing. But also, that's got to get, like, real awkward. If, like, one opens it, like, when the other, like, ain't prepared. Right? I've thought about... I've literally just thought about that. Yeah. And then what if one day... Like, like, what if Jenny was, like, trying to, like, get it in with some guy? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. saying. I, I see, like... I also thought about, like, what if she... Jenny, like, just opens it up and Dan's, like... In the middle of... In the middle of something? Yeah! In the middle of something. Oh my god! Oh my gosh. What? What? I know! No, I, I... That's instantly what I thought. Like, and I guess, like, each one of them has... If we're getting technical here. Each one of them also has an ex, another entrance into their room. It's not like that's the only entrance. Right. But, like, literally, when Dan opened that up at the beginning of the episode, there was no knocking on the sliding no, he door. he was just like, He just opened it up and he was like, oh, you wake, though? And, like, she's like... Well, I would have been, because yeah. this door's not quiet. This door, yeah, this is a giant sliding door. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. I However, just, I wanted it so bad. Absolutely. I wanted it so bad. I just thought of this saying, like, with Jenny opening up the door and interrupting. Yeah. That's the real deflate gate. Ah! <laughs> eee! Sometimes they do comedy. Um, comedy happens here on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. Um, okay, so like the most major point of this episode, uh-huh. I would say, is Dorota making her first appearance. Amazing. In case you guys missed it, any first time viewers of the show, Dorota is Blair's maid. Um, and she's the best. She is arguably one of my favorite characters on the show. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and she's just brilliant. And I like that even from this first episode, um, she is very motherly towards Blair. She's like, your mom would like you, would, would, your mom would want you to like eat breakfast. Your mom would want you to like be doing these sorts of things. And like Blair treats her like a mother and all those sorts of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Dorota first appearance. Love Dorota. So much. Oh my gosh. She is everything. Also, did you notice that the phones have already changed by episode two? Yes, because did you also notice that now the whole <laughs> season, like the whole series of God's Girls like fucking sponsored by Verizon Wireless? By Verizon Wireless. Um, because now we've moved into the official, the official Blair Orange Envy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was envious of. Like, yeah. I wanted that phone so bad. Dude, I know. I had a green one. Did you? I did. I had the Envy 2 later on. I had the same one that Blair will have later on in the season. <laughs> the, like, maroon colored one oh. that she and Serena have. Did I? I had that phone. I know my my good friend had that phone in high school. It's, I would be completely lying to you guys if I said it wasn't directly because of Gossip Girl. 
Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. they really, that product placement so is legit. Verizon, you did well. Yes. Like, can we talk about also Nate's phone? I don't remember the <gasps> name of that no, phone, but that phone either. was so cool because it like flipped. Yep. And then it became like a T shape. Yep, I completely remember. I think, yep. it was the, I think the marketing of that phone, if I'm not mistaken, was like, it was supposed to, you could like watch videos on it. That was like the cool thing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. Those phones. Oh, my God. So great. It really, they it. really were so, so great. Verizon, if you're listening, we'd also <laughs> like, sponsorship. Yeah, you would like to sponsor us. Um, uh, I'm we, not opposed. We can't do visuals so much, but, like... Certainly. I mean, there's always Instagram. There's always, you know, and my motto in life is there's always Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can you imagine... I was thinking about this, like, of, of when I was watching, really, like, the next couple of episodes. If... During this time, they had had Instagram or Twitter. It would have been a completely different show. It really would have been. I, I think it 100% would have been. And those Gossip Girl, really, what's really interesting is those Gossip Girl blasts were honestly like the pre-tweet. It really, you know what? Yeah, because I don't know how they are, I guess it was just like all an their email text message or email. Or yeah, email maybe, you like email notification, like you sign up for a list or something. Yeah, because it was so... Oh, yeah. It would have been, like, her, her... If the blog kept going, it would have been made by Twitter. Yes. It would have been made by Twitter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. I was just thinking about how that social media would have affected them. So many nudies would have been sent through Snapchat. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the Snapchat? Like, someone sees a Snapchat that they shouldn't have seen. Oh, my God. The drama. The drama. The drama. The drama. Did you also notice that, like, what did Chuck put in that morning shake that he made? Girl, I don't know, but it looked like... I wrote down what I saw, which was S. Pellegrino, which if, if any of you don't know what S. Pellegrino is, it's like a carbonated, like, it's like a fancy bubbly water. Right. Um, and then a droplet of something. I don't know what. But then... <sighs> I looked back, and then suddenly it was this, like, green shake. And I was like, what made it green? What was going on there? What does Chuck Bass drink in the morning that makes him so jolly when he should be so genuinely hungover? Is it liquefied weed? Like, why? Yeah, why is it green? Could it be? I mean, if anybody was going to have, like, just droplets of, of marijuana. It would be him. It would be Chuck Bass. That is really fucking funny. I didn't even notice what was in that shake, but I did notice the, like, classic puke green like yeah shake color and i was like ew yuck oh great like even that but you know what's funny is that even just continues to reinforce that we're dealing with the elite here like they don't like they they every morning even if they hung over they wake up and they make they make a green smoothie they make a green smoothie i love like how rufus feels so neglected by his kids oh my gosh yeah because now they're like cool now they're cool <laughs> and rufus doesn't have anything also i had so many moments during this episode where I was like, why? Where like Lily goes to meet Rufus, or like Rufus goes and ends up seeing Lily. Where I'm like, why didn't y'all just pick up the phone and call one another? <laughs> like, why do you keep on making the trek to Brooklyn and/or to the Upper East Side? What if they don't have each other's numbers? I know, but like now's the time. People. I'm with you. You're probably true. Now you're telling you're me that Lily can't get a hold of a phone number. This, you're a good point. Yeah. No. With all of her money, she's like, team she, money gets everything. And like for real. Oh my god. And can we also talk about, like, kind of what I said in the first episode? Mm -hmm. 
Lily looks at Dan as though he is, like, true scum, and he's wearing, like, the nicest loafers I've ever seen. Totally agree. Like, what even is that? Totally agree. It was crazy. It's, you know, it, and that is a thing that, like, only gets worse in the show is that, like, even though Dan, like, who knows, maybe he climbs the social ladder a little bit, like, he's still constantly treated like garbage. He's totally treated like garbage on a regular basis, and it uh, it doesn't compute with me. Like, I don't know. No. I guess, because, I mean, I assume Lily's doing it because, like, Dan is Rufus's son. Yeah. Yep, I can't get over it. Rufus is the naked mole rat on Kim Possible, and it, I keep thinking of that. Oh my god, amazing, amazing callback. Can you imagine? I hope somebody out there has photoshopped Rufus from Gossip Girl's face onto Rufus the naked mole rat. I would live, or the opposite. Or the opposite. Oh, yeah, with the bad hair. Oh no, the opposite would be so much better. Jesus Christ, that'd be so funny. Um, yeah, you can tweet us at XOXOPod. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I really want to talk about some of the clothes. Since we've talked about some of the loafers and whatnot, I want to talk about some of the clothes let's, in this episode. Let's go for it. So I thought a really interesting moment is like obviously there's this little there's this little bit of showdown between Nate and Dan in this in this episode. They both wait for Serena uh, at her at her place of residence, um, waiting for her to come back. And I found it very interesting that in prep for the brunch, Nate gets in this like suit with like tails and whatnot. Like he gets in this full suit. Yep. And then Dan is in like that brown jacket, and they have them sit next to one another. And I literally couldn't help. But looking at them and being like Manhattan versus Brooklyn. Oh yeah, like for sure. Just constantly reinforcing the difference. Absolutely, I, I noticed that too. Like the total juxtaposition of it. Even the way that Lily interacts with Nate. Like, oh my god. So like, oh hello, Nathaniel. Like how are? You? Yeah. Oh, hello, Nathaniel. You know, I think Serena's always had a crush on you. Meanwhile, Dan just went on a date with Serena, and she's like, she's like, Dan Humphrey, is it? The shade. The shade is real. Uh, this episode is also the first episode where we see Blair's extravagant dressing robes. Dude was literally about to mention how like intense her lingerie was. Uh, like, yep. D- like, first of all, how is it even like? How were you even wearing that underneath clothes? Those yes. ruffles on your like underwear are not completely agree. Yeah, you can't wear those. Completely agree. And like, not to mention that. So she's got all the dressing robes and all these other things. And like, we talked about a lot last episode that like, you know, Blair's obviously like this very insecure person. She puts on this big old front of like, you know, kind of being super confident and all that jazz. But you know, she's also had these interactions where like she still hasn't lost her virginity with her boyfriend, which is clearly a thing that does bother her and like right. all these other things. And meanwhile, though, for someone who's like never had sex or like and has these insecurities, Blair definitely knows she's sexy because like she has no problem with all these girls and whatnot seeing her half naked and like it feels like such a power move that she does. Oh yeah. All the time. Like Jenny comes over and she's wearing this like she's wearing this extravagant lingerie and it feels like such a like I don't care that you're seeing me this way. Yeah. Like can we also talk about I wrote this down. Why the fuck is everybody awake so early? You know what I mean? Like, people are, like, running errands. Like, what time is brunch? I know. Lily goes to see Rufus 
and like comes all the way back all before brunch starts. So like, is brunch really one p.m.? Exactly. Nate and Dan have that whole showdown before brunch. Like even still, like like brunch to me is like eleven a.m. Like that is like prime early yes. brunch time. Yes, I agree. I agree. Really, like oh, anything, honestly, beyond like eleven thirty, twelve is like mm, it's, it's like you're verging on lunch, yes, but you're, you're just drinking. Lunch. Now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> It, like, it, it just baffled. Like, first, and why is Jenny going directly to Blair's apartment to drop up the calligraphy pens? I mean, how does she know where her apartment is? There, no, another great question. Oh like, God. I kind of, I mean, I remember, like, she was going over, like, is Chuck saying anything about me? Which, like, oh, yes. my God, I hate that she's I concerned know, about that. I know. It makes me so livid. I know. It's so annoying. Also, the way that Blair addresses it makes made me really annoyed. She said something along the lines of, like, no, he's not saying anything. He likes to brag about his conquests, not his victims. And, like, the way she said it, I was like, why are we all accepting that this man takes victims? Why are we all <laughs> why accepting Why is it all this? just like a, yeah, that's a thing Chuck does. That's just like what? a thing. Like, why are we all friends with him then? Like, what is the, what it's is the situation? Horrible. What a good reflection on society. Yeah, like, oh we're God. just totally accepting of this, so, like. So, so dumb. Literal predator. It's so, actual predator. But yeah, I love the clothes again in this episode. There were a lot of good dresses at the uh, at the brunch. Yeah, I would agree. Except for her, except for those two girls. Yeah, oh, Connie and is so fucking weird. They, I was like, they're so tacky. I can't. Even. Yeah. Nope. It's just so gross. You know what's a weird thing that they consistently do is they wear those silky high gloves that you, like those costume gloves. It is as though every minute of this day is just like actually set in like during the French Revolution. Yes, exactly. And everyone else is out of place. Yeah, everyone else is real trendy, and they are so out of place. Because even at the Kiss on the Lips party in the yes. last episode, like, they're in, like, full-on ball gowns. I know. They were wearing the, like, a, a half-up-the-arms like, gloves. And I could not get over it because they did that limo shot last episode. Yes. So they're all clinking glasses and I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like, why why is Lily not talking about them? I know. Why is nobody pointing out to that? Why isn't Blair pointing out to them how tacky they look? Is that just a power thing? It might but like, be. wouldn't she want her minions to like look best? I don't know. It, probably not. She probably wants to look better in comparison. Yeah. Mm. You know. I truly it, it baffles my mind. This it is everything. I also thought that Jenny's nose looked a little swollen. In <laughs> really? Yeah. For some reason, I was like, her nose looks different to me. I can't not look at her like the entirety of season one and not think Cindy Lou Who. I know. She's very much. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who's not aware, Taylor Momsen played Cindy Lou Who in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And, and she really... It looks the same. She looks exactly the same. Literally. Yeah. Because I'm oh. sure she was like 14. Yeah. Like actually I 14. Think, I actually think, I'm pretty sure I remember at the time, she was like maybe 15. But like that's pushing it. Right. Yeah. Cause she was, was like, like pretty accurate age. I feel like because it was, <laughs> spoilers, she also was like, it was between like her and Miley Cyrus for Hannah Montana and these yes. were all, these shows came out at the same time. Yep. So, and I feel like you had to be like at least, fit, like max 15 for yes. Hannah Montana. Yep. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. And then like, then the brunch happens and it's basically like, let's take down Serena. Which, like, I don't say... I know, right? I don't think that it's... Like, I get where they're coming from, but it's like... 
Yeah, I know. Oh, well, we totally skipped over the the unbelievable interaction between Blair and Serena of Serena finally finding out that Blair knows. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. It was, like... She, she said the word whore with, like, such <gasps> relish. I was going to say, I noticed, and this is a thing that, like, I don't notice as much on TV shows anymore... Because I just don't think maybe it's necessarily as accepted anymore. They say the word slut or whore at least once every episode. Yeah. Like, so far that I've watched, at least every episode. And it's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the, the malice in which she says the word whore. Yeah. She, what did she say? Oh, God. I always knew that you were a whore. But I never thought that you were a liar. Oh, my God. Ugh. It just everything. Also, like, they're going to brunch. Like, why is... I mean, like, I get why Serena's bringing over breakfast for them. Yeah. <laughs> also, was there a tradition that they watched breakfast at Tiffany's every single Saturday or Sunday? Because, like, that's a lot of times watching that movie. And I couldn't I mean, tell it's a you. Great, it's a good movie. I but, don't like that movie. <gasps> really? Oh, see, I am... I will say that I am a... I, I'm a pretty diehard Audrey fan, so, like... I get it. I mean, and I like her character in yes. it. Like, I like that she's like, I don't need nobody. But, like, yeah. I was so bored by the movie. No, I, it's definitely not a movie that I could watch every, every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. I was a little confused by that. Only because the way that they say it, they're like, croissants, pastries, breakfast at Tiffany's. It's our tradition. Oh, there's a lot of sass in that scene, too. There's a lot of, like, very weird moments. What I found to be most jarring about that scene, though, too, is that it really emphasized how much Blair loves the drama, though. Like, as hurt as she is, that scene is so much more dramatic than it needs to be because Blair just keeps on kind of, like, running around, like, thinking about how she's going to let Serena know that she knows. she knows. Yeah. And it's very, you know, and part of me doesn't blame Blair because, like, who knows what I would do in that situation. But, she, but like, again, using this word, she takes relish. Yeah, she relishes in it, for sure. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. And it just, like, it's not forgivable, and I get that. But you really feel bad for Serena. And you do. Well, at least yeah. I do. I no, feel because bad for there's her. such there's such malice, and there's such there's a lot of unnecessary. I mean, like the whole whore line is unnecessary, and Serena kind of takes takes it like a champ. She does. <laughs> she like doesn't even. She barely reacts to it, and she's like, she's like, how can I fix this? And then, oh my god. She really, like, does not let words affect her at all. No. Mm-mm. She just, like, she, I guess because she's been called that before, so it, they, yeah. uh, it has lost a lot of meaning. Yeah, which going into brunch makes me wonder if that's why she's not as scared as I would think she'd be going into brunch. Like, why are- bringing Dan is suddenly a crutch? It was so weird. Wasn't it, though, like, she was, her mom was like, great, we're going to go to brunch. And yeah. she was like, but I was actually going to not go to brunch. And then her mom was like, you're going to brunch. And she was like, yeah. well, Dan's coming to brunch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the constant negotiation. The entire Lily-Serena, like, relationship feels like a lot of negotiations all yes, the time. I would agree. Like, constant nego- negotiations happening. Yeah. It is not... Because to be honest, like her mom actually has no power or hold on her daughter at all. And not at all. At all. And she likes to think that she does. Like Lily, like I, Lily knows. I think Lily knows, which is why she tries so hard. Like why she makes these demands and does all these things because like she's trying 
to gain hold on her, but like she doesn't affect her decisions at all. Like even no. in the slightest. No. Nope. And then so this part, like why I get it kind of confuses me why Chuck is so like, yeah, Blair, like let's do this. I guess because it's just, I, I guess because he like just got his ass kicked by by Dan. Dan. Yeah. So like he was like, let's fuck over Dan. Yeah. It's sad though. It's really weird. I was very surprised that Blair didn't get more pissed at Chuck during this episode because Chuck definitely screws over Blair to a degree when when the whole weird key situation thing happens where Nate has the key, wants Serena to meet her, meet him, uh, what's it called, up at Chuck's room. And then Chuck is like, yo, Blair, you should go seal the deal with Nate. And like pretty seemingly knowing, I guess my question is like, I took it as that, like, Chuck knows that Nate is going up there with Serena. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to make Serena look bad as well. Yes. But then, like, why didn't Blair get pissed off at Chuck a little bit, too? Because because Serena is has done her so, so wrong. wrong that and then this is an added. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just, like, mm-hmm. one more thing that your ass did to me, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. then, and then I think that, per, and I think also Chuck must have known, like in his heart of hearts, that if he, if they saw each other in that situation, yes. like Blair would be mad enough to like forget that Chuck had kind of set it up. That and also confront Dan. Oh yeah, to do what he actually, yes. I think, wanted, which was, which to be honest, like who the fuck cares? <laughs> I know my note on this was Dan. You being super judgy right now. So judgy. Like, this is this is something that genuinely doesn't affect you at all. It does it. As long as she's not presently sleeping with Nate. Right. Like, I think the only thing that I, you could get mad at, Dan, is the fact that she was technically found up upstairs. Upstairs, yeah. yes. Not yeah. with you. Like, okay, I get that. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you just fucking met her. You know I what I mean? Know. Like, yeah. This is not an area of judgment. And then he's like, your world is, like, so weird and I can't handle it. It's, like, totally yeah. It's like, what? it's so dramatic and I'm not dramatic at all. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're the most dramatic here. the most dramatic here. character on the show. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with Dan consistently. And, like, it is definitely a character trait and a character flaw of his is that he's very judgmental. He really is very judgmental all the time. He yes. takes every every bit of, bit of business is his for the taking. Um, yes. And it's it's definitely, my whole thing was like, during this episode, again, I, I actually felt the same way again of like, I had a whole bunch of feelings about who I was with in this episode. And like, Nate defends Serena, which is pretty fucked up, like at one point. And mm-hmm. Serena is expecting Nate to be able to speak to her, which is pretty fucked up. And then like, Blair is uh, Blair's kind of lost in the like woodwork of like honestly at this point she's been the most fucked over so like if anybody gets to feel anything at this point it's kind it's of Blair her. it is kind of Blair but then like Blair telling Dan shouldn't have been a big deal and then Dan takes it with just as big proportions and like it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense like okay yeah you people like Dan you're not like the perfect child like no. you've also I'm sure fucked up like it might not have been in the same way yeah but like that she literally did that and then up and left and now she's back yeah like 
you have to give yeah. people the benefit of the doubt that they can change. Like, that was really shady. And that maybe yes. should be something you would address. Like, address. not yeah. trying. I constantly feel like I am sort of being, like, giving Serena more benefit of the doubt than yes. I should. I agree. No, I do agree. But I do, like, it is, was not great. Yeah. Not great. And also, like, kind of doesn't, it could make you sort of distrust, like, is she good at monogamy? Like, will this work? Like, will she just, like, cheat on me, too? She's, like, done that. She's right. her best friend. Like, what right. am I? I can see you having those those thoughts. Like, doubts, yeah. But, like, also... You've been on one date. <laughs> yeah. You've been on one date. So you can't get yeah. like that yet. You don't have the... Per- you. I don't give you that permission yet. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention that their entire first date was basically just a, a meeting of Dan's father and then a... Uh, a, a mission to go save his sister. Did you guys yeah. really talk about anything? Like, no. Have you, ever, have you do you even like know each other at all remotely? Yet? No. Not at all. You both like she has no idea who you are. Yes. And you have this fake idea. Yes. Of who Fantasy she is. idea. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just is like. So I literally feel I'm, I feel so bad for Serena at the end of this episode. I do too. Yeah, I really do too. There is a lot that like. And, and it really is that back and forth because, like, Blair's not a great friend either, by any means. Like, no. She's not a great friend. She takes things way too far um, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's this weird, it's, it's this weird balance. It's a very weird balance. And it's interesting that you said, I find it really interesting that you said, like, Dan, you're not the perfect child. Because I think one of the main things that fuels Dan is that he very much thinks he is in a lot of ways, like this, it's like a different sort of elitism. It's like this, this, he's always thinks he has the moral high ground. He always thinks because he is not part of this world that he is morally, um, more stable than everybody else. Um, and it, or is more, more of a grounded grounded person. person. Yeah. He thinks he's better at school than everybody else. He thinks he's better. Like he thinks overall, he thinks while he's technically below it, he's above it. Well, yes, exactly. And so he very much like, and to be fair, he doesn't seem to be, to be anything but the perfect child so far. And that like, his dad adores him, and, like, he... he he's had a really fucking good life. Yeah, he's had a really, really good life, even despite all of the, like, the money the, issues. The money issues and the weird mom. And the weird mom. He he doesn't seem like he does a lot of wrong, which, to me, it's weird. He's not an only ch- child, but sometimes I feel like Dan feels like an only child, because he's just, like, very... He's so into himself yes, and in his yeah, world. In his world, and, like, what... If he's above other people. Um, yeah, so it's so interesting that you say that. Just because, like, I feel like that's a big defining so judgmental defining. thing for him. Like, it's part of what fuels his judgments. Yeah, and kind of what fuels just his general success is that I think he really wants to be this, like, really successful kid. He wants to be that person who, like, like rags to riches. Like, starts from nothing. Exactly, quotes, yeah. And then becomes in this world, but then is also, yeah. like, I w- I'm not in this world. But I'm not in this world. Yeah, it's the same thing that we talked about last episode of, it. like, he, he wants to maintain, like, his status to some degree, but he also, like, kind of wants in sort of deal, but, like, has this weird... He very really is a complex character, like, when it comes down to it. Because his... His wants and needs are, like, very, very mixed sometimes. Because, like, he wants this it girl, Serena, but, like, at the same time, he, he claims he doesn't want anything to do with the elite world. It's very, it's, it's very mixed. It's yeah. a mixed bag. 
he wants to be just, I think he wants to just be noticed. Uh, it's kind of that. I think he also just, yeah, like wants to, to like save Serena in some way. Oh, yes. So yeah. You're very right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're very right. You know, like, but like this bitch, like Serena is so great because she like actually doesn't ever need to be saved. She saves herself. No, she saves herself. She is her own independent woman for sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. It is so weird. That whole interaction. Is this the episode two where they play that song? The song that's like, so give me something to believe. believe. And then she's like walking slowly down yeah, the street. Yeah, I think it's at the end of this episode. She throws out her phone, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the, this episode. Well, it's the same thing of like, actually, that's, I was trying to remember if it was this episode or not. But at the end of this episode, it's the moment where, uh, where she also says to Dan, well, I'm sorry I'm not who you thought I was. And, uh, and that's a big moment because that's a very big defining thing of their relationship. Again, they're always, Serena's always the dream girl. Serena's always like, he's always putting her on this high, high pedestal. Uh, when it comes and down he to doesn't it, take the time to really get to know her. Yeah. Granted, it's been like two days. Yeah. Like, yes. You know. But like, again, granted, it's been two days. It's granted, it's been two days and you're acting like yes. you've been dating forever. Exactly. Because in your mind, you have. Exactly. And in Serena's mind, she literally just met you. A, like, on a whim. Yeah. And happens to, like, you know, think you're cool sort of deal. Like, might like you. Exactly. Oh, it's very weird. All right. So um, I, do we want to, is it, is there anything else that needs to be Can I tell addressed? you my favorite, my favorite uh, quote? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was a quote said uh, by Gossip Girl. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Will it be a three-way or D-Day? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Those are going to get more and more gem-filled, Oh, I'm my sure. gosh. I just adored. I, I, I adore Gossip Girl. <laughs> Even though these quotes are so bad, they're like, they're almost how I feel about bad dad jokes and that they're just like hilarious. They're so They're so Because so sometimes corny. the pun will land and then the other, a lot of the times you got to yeah, you gotta scrape it. You gotta scrape it. Oh, big thing. This is the episode we meet Bart Bass. That's the thing. You said this is the episode. This you're right. I episode. did I did just see that note. And you're like, oh, and then Lily seeing him. You're like, yeah. what? Oh, my God. Power couple alert. Yeah. Power couple. Though it is interesting. Um, the one thing that I will say that I found um, to be very interesting and I wondered, I wondered if it was at the back of Lily's mind that she didn't want Rufus to ever find out, is that even though appearances are really important to Lily, she doesn't want to be seen with Bart. Which is interesting. Which is really interesting. And it's like, why wouldn't she? Power is very important to her. Money seems to be very important to her. You would think that this would be the most... The best merger. The best merger that's ever been made. But Bart distinctly says, you're the one who doesn't want us being seen together. Do you think it's because Bart's reputation precedes him? I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was maybe because his reputation... Oh, you could be right. It could be because his reputation precedes him. Or I was like, does she not want other certain people to not fi to find out? Like, Because, I mean, they are all... Um, they are all of the elite. This sort of thing could very well make a tabloid or a newspaper or whatever. You know, they are all like the socialites, like all the, the big, the big, um, uh, names that would appear. Um, 
So I just found that to be really interesting. I was like, even though she loves all this stuff, why doesn't she want to be seen with Bart? It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, why... I guess with Ev... Oh my god, do you know what we barely mentioned what? and I just remembered from what? the pilot? The fact that Serena came back because her brother was in the hospital. Oh my god, we didn't even we talk, didn't about, talk about, it. about it. And I'm wondering if that is the driving reason behind this. Because if they find oh. out information about Lily, then then the tabloids then find the tabloids out and the tabloids out about follow Eric. her. Because I will say that, that even though Lily is made to look very bad with some of the Eric stuff... She does do, she is trying to do right by Eric. Like, she does seem to be trying to do right by Eric. Eric said something kind of harsh. I, I think it was, it might be in an episode to come, so I'm sorry if I'm spoiling, but, like, he said something where he's basically, like, the reason that the he's at the Ostroff Center is because, like, not necessarily that the doctors are the best, but because the doctors are paid to keep quiet. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, I think that's the next episode thing, but they, but it's, Lily, I don't believe that's true. I do think that Lily, in this circumstance, is trying to do the best for Eric, and she just doesn't know how to go about that. And I don't, and to be honest, I don't think anybody really does, you know? Like, it's just, I think it's a generally very difficult and unsettling, like, thing to go through when your child is, Absolutely. When your child is suicidal and makes an actual suicide attempt, like, Mm -hmm. actually physically goes through with it. Um... Which, did we just ruin, did we just spoil the entire next episode? No, because you kind of know that. You kind of know you that from the first that. episode. I find, because it's so funny that so yeah. much happened in the pilot. Yes. That yeah. we actually forgot things, and I feel like in this episode, not very not much happens. Not very much happens. Yeah, we're like grasping at straws with it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's the whole, the whole, I wonder if that's why. I wonder if that is why, if you're right, that Lily... Um, just doesn't, uh, what's called, want the tabloids to get a hold of it. Yeah, and that, and honestly, that's probably, like, it's kind of a good mom move, because maybe you don't want to, like, expose your child, but at the same time, I also think she kind of does it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, which is why she's telling everybody that he was in Miami. Yes, yeah. You know? Yep, yep, very true. So very, very, very interesting, this world. So very interesting. And very interesting with it ending, Serena feeling like she's come back to town, but she's still very much alone. Oh, yeah. Yep. Also, who throws out their phone, though? That was a perfect She can afford to throw away her phone. I know, but, like, what if Gossip Girl got a hold of that phone? That's a really good point, because she was also looking, like, and going through pictures. Pictures, yeah. On her phone as she was, you know, slowly walking. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my gosh. So, are you... I mean, I kind of said this already. I think I'm very much Team Serena on this one. Yes. She did a bad thing, but people are really fucking hating Yeah, her. they really, really hated on her. And I think Blair served up a punishment that was unfair in this episode. Yeah. Um, and I I was not Team Dan. Dan was Team Very Ooh. Judgmental. Dan is not... I don't... I actually will be surprised if I'm ever Team Dan. I have yes. to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They're very... Very few moments for me as well. Um, so I would say, I would overall say Team Serena, where my heart's at. Yeah. She just, it's so hard. It being, is. Being so beautiful. It's so hard right? being Blake Lively, the one person in this world whom I would trade lives with. She's 
a beautiful guys song. i could start an entire other podcast just talking about blake lively i love her to death. oh my gosh so i guess where can they find you Kristen? they can find me at shut up Kristen. shut up being one word or two words if you're looking it up on youtube and one word everywhere else uh Kristen k-r-i-s-t-e-n i'm all over the youtubes and the other places and amanda where can they find you yeah i'm also on the youtubes and the other places at adventures and beautifying it's like adventures and babysitting but beautifying um and on twitter it's adventures and b-e-a because it doesn't fit Ugh, twitter so annoying so annoying that's also why if anybody's wondering why our handle is not xoxo gospel podcast on twitter too long all the all the variations xoxo podcast also too long so annoying so annoying so you can find us on twitter for the podcast at xoxo pod on twitter or on the Instagram. Yes, XOXO Pod as well. Woo! We uh, if you like this podcast, want to hear more, subscribe to us on iTunes. That would be so rad. And leave us a review because we're a new podcast and that is where people find podcasts is because people read reviews. Um, so if you like us, let us know. We'd love to, you know, read that feedback. Um, and if you don't use iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, blah, 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 as well. Which you know this because you're listening. Because <laughs> you are a podcast extraordinaire. That's right, you guys. You're great. And with that... Uh, you know you love me. XOXO. XO. Gossip Girl. <laughs>